here we are in week 11 of the 50 states 50 weeks and 50 coffee shop series i'm talking with alex hollis from heavenly hawaiian kona coffee farm in hawaii alex started out wanting to get involved in fair trade and that led her to work at heavenly hawaiian kona coffee farm she's since stayed there since 2018 and has grown her coffee knowledge and passion throughout the years. She shares a lot of interesting facts about Kona coffee, what makes it a unique microclimate that allows coffee to grow even without water there. How crazy is that? Heavenly Hawaiian Coffee Farm is also offering a 10% off discount code by using Barista Talk as the code if you go visit them on their farm or if you want to order coffee online, feel free to use that discount code. It's valid till the end of 2022. So grab your coffee or tea and let's dive in. My name is Alex Hollis. I am the uh, business manager at Heavenly Hawaiian Coffee Farm. We are a 100% Kona coffee farm located in Kona, Hawaii. We typically provide 100% Kona coffee um, roasted to all of our guests that come up. We do have coffee tours on site. We're very excited to be offering different coffee experiences as well. So not only do we do a regular tour around our 40-acre coffee farm, but we also have paint and sip experiences, which we're very excited about launching. And we get to experience a lot of different things or get people to experience a lot of different things around the coffee farm that they wouldn't normally see when just going to visit a direct origin source, which is really cool. We're a 40-acre coffee farm located right within the heart of Kona Coffee Growing Region, where if you don't know much about Kona Coffee, it is actually one of the ideal places for growing coffee. We actually have what's known as a special microclimate that allows for us to grow coffee in this specific region. So while Kona is some of the lower elevation growing coffee in the world, it is actually some of the absolute best and smoothest um, in the entire world. So our coffee region um, and our microclimate allows for us to grow almost perfect coffee because we have a very low bitterness and very low acidity in our coffee. So it's very smooth, very easy to drink, great for people who might have a little bit of a sensitivity towards acidity or aren't really a huge fond of like bitter coffees. We just get a very smooth, nicely balanced and rounded coffee. Oh, it sounds delicious. It's absolutely wonderful. And I'd love to send you some at some point if you're open to it. Oh, always open to try new coffee, especially from Hawaii. Oh, yes. My sister and brother-in-law, when they visited, they said, this is by far the best coffee I've ever had. I can drink it black. It's just so smooth. Yeah. So we're a direct origin coffee farm and we actually have a coffee shop on or a coffee bar on site. So we do um, a lot of our coffee. So all of our coffee that we sell in our store um, is 100% Kona and sourced in Kona and just absolutely delicious um, coffee that we do on our farm. So uh, we do try to do all of our syrups in house. um, So everything is house made. A lot of the ingredients we try to grow either on the farm or sourced locally. Let's talk a little bit about your journey in coffee. How did you end up in coffee and then why in Hawaii? Yeah, kind of a funny story. So I grew up in um, the middle of central Virginia and um, went to a little private school where we had to do a project on some kind of special organization that was making a difference in the world. And I chose fair trade. 
we all know that that takes you down an entire rabbit hole of learning more about coffee and learning more about chocolate and other products that are fair trade, like cotton or other fair trade certified materials that you can get. So I started with that. And from there, I decided that I really wanted to go into either coffee or chocolate. I made a final decision to go into coffee. And after college, I graduated, searched around for a lot of fair trade jobs, couldn't find one and decided to join a, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of woofing, work away or work stay, any of those kind of ring a bell at all. But um, if they do, our firm actually offers a work stay program where you get the opportunity to go work um, in exchange for food and housing on the farm, which is so incredible. It's actually how I ended up in Hawaii. Um, It is the only coffee growing region, really commercial coffee growing region within the United States and Kona being the oldest and most prestigious, really having that great name. So I was able to pretty easily find a place to go work um, and volunteer. And after that, I joined Heavenly Hawaiian and they just couldn't get rid of me. So so they, they offered me a position. It's been incredible growing with them ever since. I've been on the farm for about three and a half years since I started my work stay and just really have never wanted to leave. Okay, I see. So your journey started off in the fair trade world of wanting to make a difference in that way. And exactly, you decided coffee was a good route for that. So I spent a decent amount of time doing some research on fair trade. And one of the amazing things about working on a coffee farm that sources their own coffee is everything is actually beyond fair trade, beyond direct trade. It's, I mean, sourced right there. Being able to have full transparency and being able to give coffee tours and talk to people about coffee and the importance of taking care of your employees and the importance of taking care of your pickers and the importance of taking care of all of your farm workers. It's been an absolutely incredible journey to just teach people about coffee and kind of show your passion into it. You know, that made me think of, I just got to talk with Leticia from Alma Coffee in Georgia. And yes, and she's the same way of we are direct trade work with the farmers. Her family is fifth generation farmers and it just brings it to a whole new level when it's beyond fair trade is direct trade. Yeah. I had a chance to listen to some of that interview that you did and just hearing her story is so inspiring to hear fifth generation coffee farmer and, and the way that she grew up. I mean, it is so unique to be able to travel. I've had the opportunity to travel to Honduras, actually. While I didn't spend a lot of time um, in the coffee fields, just being able to see um, a lot of kind of what the culture is down there is so different from here in the States where we fully don't appreciate what is going on in the coffee industry and just kind of in the, in the world down there. We don't give the proper appreciation to the farmers and and everything that they go through with that. So being able to experience it in Hawaii has actually been just an incredible way to make sure that we're doing the right thing with the coffee pairs and to make sure that we are appreciating them fully. Being in Hawaii, you have, like you said, more than anywhere else in the U.S., you have access to this amazing ability to grow coffee there. How's that really shaped the coffee culture in Hawaii? Are people really expectant of really good coffee? Yeah, so that's exactly what it is. When you first travel to Hawaii, imagine that you know that Hawaii is a very common vacationing spot for a lot of families and a lot of a very popular honeymoon destination as well. So when people come to Hawaii, when people come to Kona, they expect to come and experience really, really good coffee. And one of the things that once they first get there, if they just go to the 
bare basic coffee shop, or if they just go to your hotel and they get coffee that says it's, oh, Hawaiian or something on it, they're, yes, they're getting some Hawaiian coffee, but it might not be Kona. One of the cool things about Kona is we actually have some very strict laws about what can be called 100% Kona coffee. And what this does is it makes sure that we are paying attention to what goes into each cup. So once we pick the coffee beans, once we make sure that we sort them appropriately, we actually have to have a certain level of moisture content within the beans to be called Kona coffee. We have to have our beans at a certain size to call them Kona coffee. And we have to have a certain level of quality as well. So in order to call ourselves 100% Kona coffee, which is something we do on our farm, we are all 100% Kona coffee. Uh, we don't do any blends or any mixes or anything. So in order to call ourselves that, we actually have to get state certified and certify every single one of our coffee bags. Um, so this is very, very important within Kona. Now, a lot of people, when they come to vacation in Hawaii, they try that coffee and it might be, yeah, from Hawaii, but it might not be that certified 100% Kona coffee. And the reason that this is dangerous is because people end up leaving with this slightly tainted version of what Kona coffee is actually supposed to be. So being able to bring people on to our coffee farm and show them exactly what this is what we do. This is how we handpick all of our beans. This is how we sort and make sure that all of our coffee cherries are the ripest and reddest for the harvest, for the quality. Um, this is how we, we sort all of our coffee. This is how we process everything. These are our pickers. You know, this is, uh, this is Jorge, or this is all the different people that we have on our farm. Um, so being able to meet all of the different coffee pickers and show them the origin of that is just so important to making sure that we appreciate Kona coffee for what it is. Um, not to mention that we also have this amazing, rich culture of coffee history in Hawaii. So coffee really first came to Hawaii in the early 1800s, brought over um, actually from French Guiana. So when it was brought over to Hawaii, um, we actually started growing it in Kona because um, we found that this, this specific area um, was perfect for growing coffee. Uh, Kona actually has a special microclimate. The name Kona actually means kingly or heavenly. So this is actually where the king used to grow a lot of his crops um, back in Hawaii. So we used to grow ulu, which is breadfruit. We used to grow um, anything from ube, which is the, the purple sweet potatoes that you can get. Um, and we also, we used to grow taro, which is a, it's a, it's a leafy plant that you can also get the, um, the root from and make poi, um, which is a type of very starchy, almost kind of like a, like a paste um, that you eat with fish very commonly. This area has such an amazing history of growing um, a lot of different crops. So when Kona actually transitioned into a coffee growing region, it was about the 1970s, actually, when it became a lot more popular to grow coffee here. So we'd been growing coffee here for a long time, but really the 70s was this big boom in coffee growing here in Hawaii. And this is when there was a difference in the change of uh, pricing of macadamia nuts and when it actually became a little bit too expensive to pay for the pickers for macadamia nuts, people started planting coffee. So they started planting coffee all throughout Kona, found out that coffee actually grew incredibly. Um, you actually don't need to water the coffee in Kona because that special microclimate that I talked about before actually allows for our coffee beans to be perfectly watered. We don't have to worry about any kind of flooding because first of all, we're on um, elevation, we're on a mountain. 
Um, and we actually have what's known as volcanic soil. And this volcanic soil and this volcanic rock that's right underneath our coffee plants, we allow the water to just drip and drain right through and it goes straight into our aquifer. So none of our coffee trees will ever drown, which is incredible. We also have um, that incredible volcanic soil, which is actually a breakdown of volcanic rock that is filled and packed with minerals. So when I talk about Kona being the perfect coffee growing region, it really is this beautiful climate that was it's almost as if it was made for growing coffee, <laughs> even though coffee is not native to Hawaii. Over the years, I've had the amazing opportunity to become really good friends with a few, you know, different generation of coffee farmers. I've actually become really great friends with a third generation coffee farm that lives directly on the same um, hillside as us. So to be able to learn about coffee from him and about, you know, how this climate is so special from him has just been an amazing opportunity in Hawaii. Yeah. Wow. I would have never guessed all (laughs) this information. I appreciate you sharing it. And obviously you're passionate about coffee and you chose to be in Hawaii. Do you see yourself developing more in that area? And if so, how? Yes, definitely. So I am so proud of the coffee farm that I'm currently working with. We have an absolutely amazing team. So beyond just coffee, we're actually working a lot with coffee education. So trying to really teach people about coffee. I definitely see myself going very far with Heavenly Hawaiian and staying with them for many, many years to come and really being able to teach people about coffee and about the Hawaiian culture and how integral that is to to what Hawaii is today. So I'm I'm very excited to move forward on this and to to create more partnerships and just um, be able to educate a lot more people on coffee as well. Yeah, and you're in the perfect place for it as people come and visit Hawaii and get to exactly. experience coffee. You get to actually share this next level of information that, again, I didn't know. I'm sure there's plenty of people who (laughs) also are wondering about this and who wouldn't have known unless you share. You're exactly right. It's the perfect location for that. People come to our farm just expecting, okay, we'll get a little bit of information about coffee. And honestly, we're just going to be able to try coffee. Like people go to a wine tasting and they're like, okay, I'll learn a little bit about wine, but honestly, I'm just going to be able to go and taste wine. And it's so much further beyond that. Um, I talked about a couple of our different coffee experiences. Like, yeah, we have the fun experiences like the paint and sip where you can throw paint and sip coffee at the same time. We use um, either a coffee paint or an acrylic paint, um, which is kind of cool. We've made paint out of coffee. That <laughs> but, is uh, cool. Wow. Yeah. So so there's that. But there's also an opportunity to roast coffee. Um, we're working on developing a new roasting tour as well. But the current roasting tour that we have is actually what's known as a paniolo or paniola roasting tour, which is actually a Hawaiian cowboy. Um, So Paniolo or Paniola is actually what is known as a Hawaiian cowboy. And um, we give people the opportunity to roast coffee, just like the Hawaiian cowboys would have, and learn a lot about the cowboy culture, which actually dates back even beyond cowboy culture within uh, the mainland United States. And you think of the old wild west, Hawaii actually had cowboy culture before that, believe it or not. So we're very excited to kind of share that. We also offer a brew your best coffee cup tour, um, which is a little bit different than what you'd experience. So it's it's really an, an interactive brew class where people can learn how to brew coffee. And I heard you talking before in one of your previous interviews about how you were able to dial in a lot of your own personal coffees and actually an interview that you had had with, I believe it was the lady out of Florida who was talking about being able to dial in her own pour overs as well and spend time with that. 
And, and that's one of the cool things about offering this tour is we can actually teach people how to dial in their own pours and how to make sure that they can taste coffee in their best way, according right. to their palate and according to what their preferences are, as opposed to, you know, what is the absolute best way to do it and what is the perfect way to do it. It's everyone's palate is going to be biased, right? So we're going <laughs> to totally. teach them how to do it according to their own palates. Wow. What a cool experience. There's so much to do. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. There is absolutely so much to do. Do you have coffee shops in your area you'd recommend? Yes. Um, so beyond our coffee shop, we actually have a small on-site shop, coffee shop or coffee bar. Uh, we don't do espressos. It's actually all um, pour overs or cold brews or specialty drinks. We do offer Italian sodas and teas as well, but that's a little coffee shop called Kona Lani. But beyond that, we have a couple local coffee shops that we absolutely love that do offer espresso. One of my absolute favorites to go visit is actually called Haiko, H-I-C-O. It stands for Hawaii coffee because they actually offer coffee from a lot of different islands. So it's not just from Kona, not just from our island, but actually almost all of the islands of Hawaii can grow coffee. Kona is just very well known for growing it. So definitely go visit Haiko. They are uh, located in downtown Kona and one of my absolute favorite places to go visit. Um, another local coffee shop, which is absolutely incredible, is going to be Kona Coffee and Tea. Kona Coffee and Tea offers a lot of amazing espresso drinks as well. You can get some specialty pour overs. Um, they do roast their own coffee in-house. And um, we are so blessed to have people like them in the area as well. Just a delicious cup. Definitely go visit either of them if you're ever in Hawaii. Awesome. Anytime you want to come visit our coffee farm, you are more than welcome to. We'd absolutely have love to have you come up or any of your guests as well. I'd love to offer them for you or for any of your guests that do want to come up a 10% discount for anyone that comes up that mentions this podcast. We'd actually love to have them come up. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is a dangerous offer because <laughs> I love traveling and trying new places, especially coffee. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you are more than welcome to come visit anytime you want to. We, we would absolutely love to have you. Well, is there anything else you want to share before we wrap up? So in terms of specialty coffee, which is all of what Heavenly Hawaiian does, is we actually rate along specialty coffee lines. Um, the Specialty Coffee Association of America actually decided that they wanted to create a um, very specific standard for measuring what good coffee was. They wanted to make it objective. So it's not a subjective way to, um, to, to measure coffee. You're actually rating the coffee based on what the, what the levels of quality are, how much bitterness, how much acidity, how much smoothness is in this, how much sweetness is in this, how clean is this cup? Are there any taints? Are there any, uh, you know, kind of uh, molds or anything that could be found in it? How is this process? It's a grading scale of one to a hundred, basically anything above 80 is considered specialty coffee and say, yes, this is a really, this is a really excellent coffee. And these are the different qualities of it. This is how much sweetness it has. This is how much saltiness that it has. This is how much bitterness it has. Um, this is what the umami is inside it. So being able to, to taste coffee and rate it. So if you ever find flavor notes on the bag of a coffee, like it tastes like blueberry, or it tastes like um, a little bit of green tea, or you find those flavor notes that are on the bag, or even if you hear someone talking about sweetness or roundness or quality of the cup, or clarity of the cup. This is going to be something um, found within the um, Specialty Coffee Association's Q graders. This is a class that I've been studying for for uh, about two years now. 
and I'm very excited to uh, to continue that journey and hopefully um, become a certified Q grader in June and then continue the journey from there. Well, that's a big opportunity. So one of the reasons I plan on sticking along with Heavenly Hawaiian, we actually don't have a lot of places uh, within Hawaii where there's a lot of coffee education on stuff like that. We are working on uh, teaching people about sensory and about being able to use their olfactory senses to taste coffee. That's a class that we're looking forward to very soon. Looking towards uh, personally getting my Q grader in order to be a little bit more qualified to, to teach that course. That's how we keep our coffee world alive is education. And through education, we are allowed to charge more or just increase the value of it. I think that's extremely important. Yeah. And you're a part of it. There's so many amazing, amazing coffee farmers, coffee experts, and uh, coffee roasters in Hawaii. It's definitely recommended to to try some really amazing Amazing Hawaiian coffee. It's crazy to think about it being American grown, but it's it's American grown coffee. We're a small region, but we love what we do. Um, all the farmers are very passionate about what they do. And if any of your listeners are ever in Hawaii, we um, we definitely recommend going on a coffee tour and learning a lot more about Hawaiian coffee and Hawaiian culture. Everything you're talking about reminds me of talking with Coffee Fest and how. <laughs> They really push for education for coffee shop owners and baristas. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Thanks for taking time today. I know you are traveling all over like crazy. (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much for hosting me today. I really appreciate it. I'm so honored and blessed to be able to represent not only Hawaiian coffee, but also Heavenly Hawaiian as a coffee farm. It is, it's such a privilege to to work there. I'm very blessed. And uh, anyone who comes up to the farm can see that we, uh, we, not only do we have great staff, incredible views, um, and, and great coffee, but just being able to be there and feel like you're part of the family, part of the Ohana, is, it's, it's such a blessing. So yeah, definitely, as I said, recommend anyone to come up to visit Hawaii at any point. Yeah, thank you so much for, for hosting me on, uh, on your program. Yeah, absolutely. 